Have you ever considered having another child? Hi, my name is Felice Gerwitz, and One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in marriage to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans, and eventually we made a decision to have more children, and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available on Amazon in print and Kindle. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Welcome, my name is Fully Skirwitz, and today I am going to talk to you about the resurrection. And I truly believe, as many of us do who are committed Christians, that the resurrection has been life-changing. This is episode 90, and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Well, we know that the minute Jesus rose from the dead, everything changed. This was such a surprise to the apostles. They didn't really understand what it meant, but do we? So in this episode, we're going to explore the meaning of the resurrection and how it impacts our lives each and every day. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels, and the book we are highlighting today is One More Child. It's available for a limited time with bonuses, and then after that, it will still be available on Uh, Kindle, or um, in the print form on Amazon. Well, friends, we are currently living in a time when I personally dread turning on the news. When I listen to what's going on in the world, I feel like the whole world has gone off the deep end. And I don't even know how we got here. And to me, it's so depressing. Often, the truth is what Uh, People think it is rather than anything that they've spent any time praying about or thinking about, even on a rational basis. And I believe that the truth, the underlying reason we are in the mess we are in, is because people have lost their faith. Or maybe they compartmentalize their faith. They say things like, well, I have faith, but I can't stand up for the unborn children, because I don't want to impose my beliefs on someone else. I believe that that is something that we as Christians need to change. Not that we are imposing our beliefs, but we need to stand up for our beliefs. And I believe that with the resurrection, and as I'm recording this, it is after Easter, but we are reminded as Christians that we are assured that the real story for us doesn't take place here. It takes place when life ends. And that, friends, is the joyous news. This isn't all we have. We have an afterlife. And we, as Christians, need to hold on to that hope. 
The resurrection of our Lord does change everything, but it is also life-changing. John 20, 1-10 explained finding the tomb empty. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told him, They have taken our Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb, saw the burial cloth there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned home. You know, we read this after the event happened, and as it was recorded by eyewitnesses and passed down, the information was passed down. And it was, we believe that the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit, therefore, nothing in the Bible is not a truth. But can you imagine being in their shoes? They didn't have a Bible to rely on. They didn't have, you know, the past history to look upon and to learn about since they were little. These men learned as adults. At the feet of Jesus, yes. And for three years, yes. But they didn't understand. They were fishermen. They weren't intellectuals. And isn't it amazing that God went to those not the learned, but to the common folk. And that's where we are. We're common folk. We are the regular people who believe. So many times when people are intellectual and very, very, very smart, and I have a few of those in my family, they think too much. They question too much. Not that thinking and questioning is wrong, but there's all the what-ifs. And truthfully, I think we've all done that. You know, what if everything we're believing is not right? Well, I always say, what if everything we're believing is not right? What is the worst that can happen? But what if everything we're believing is right and you don't believe? Now that's something to think about. I can't imagine going into the tomb and finding him gone and wondering where he is. But we do that today. I know I do that. Lord, are you there? Lord, do you hear me? Lord, where are you? Recently, I did a few podcasts on prayer, the prayers that appear to go unanswered, and the prayers that are always answered by the Almighty. But at times, we feel the way, the same way the apostles did We feel we lost our shepherd. Our shepherd guides us. Our shepherd is always there, and he has to be, because otherwise the sheep will go astray. And I've heard quite a few sermons by pastors on the sheep and how they weren't the smartest uh, animals out there, and that's why they needed a shepherd. And I always think it's amazing when Scripture gives us words that are so rich in meaning. We need the shepherd. We don't 
always believe, do we? We want to have proof. We want to be able to pray and say, oh, yes, God answered my, my prayers, and God is so good, and this and this and this happened. But our faith is tested when we pray, and it appears that things are not answered. You know, that tomb was guarded by Roman guards, and the guards ran away because they knew they were going to be in trouble because the Savior, the Lord that people claimed was Lord of Lord and God of gods was not there. Did they see Jesus? We don't know. But I would imagine that they did. They would be one of the first to see the Lord, and they ran away in disbelief. But Jesus defeated death. We don't have all the details. We weren't there. We don't have any eyewitness reports of the Roman guards. And if we did, that was not recorded, probably because it's not as important to the narrative. All we needed to know was the tomb was empty. Jesus lives today. Paul tells the Corinthians in verse 3-1 to seek what is above. Paul tells the Corinthians to throw out the old yeast and bake a fresh batch of dough. Jesus is the new yeast, and we are the dough. We are reborn in Christ through our commitment, through our baptism of water and the Spirit. This is our hope. We can use this message and allow it to bless us and change our lives. Or we can just ignore it. When we read the scriptures, what we need to think about is how is it going to change our lives? How will it impact us? The first way for me is to seek what is above. In Colossians 3.1, it talked about the death and resurrection. It said, if, you, if then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We should look to the above, right? But we are so worn down with what's happening today. And when I began this episode, I talked about that. We worry about politics, about money, about our kids. We worry sometimes without very much provocation. Yet we know that Jesus opened the gates of heaven, and this life is temporary. We are look at the things above, and if we do, if we keep our eyes focused, we will be so much happier, I promise. Many times, friends, we worry about things we can't change. That happened to me today. My son was traveling um, up north to pick up my daughter. He's going to ride back with her. It's a two-day car ride back from where she's going to college. And the connecting flight didn't make sense. It said he was landing when the plane was taking off. But of course, we remembered that the time change there is different. So 8 o'clock there is 9 o'clock here, so he would still have an hour. But today, I kind of forgot that. And when I thought about it, and my son texted me and said he landed and had a connecting flight, I started to worry. And, you know, I almost started to get in a little bit of a panic. And I finally just said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to release this to you because it's not anything I can do anything about. And if he misses his flight, we'll have to figure it out and he'll have to get another one. And so that's what we need to do, friends. We need to be able to catch ourselves when we worry about things we cannot change. 
and stop second guessing. Of course, I started thinking, well, I should have just got a flight that was twice as expensive just so he makes the connecting flight. And I'm happy to report he made the connecting flight in plenty of time and he's already landed and he's there now. But I'm so thankful to the Lord for teaching me these things and allowing me to correct my path. The second is looking at 1 Corinthians 5 through 7. Clear out the old yeast. You know, we need to be that fresh dough. Our Paschal Lamb, Christ, has been sacrificed. And how are we to grow in Christ? And I love, again, how the scriptures use words we understand. Even though for the Jews at the time and those who followed Christ, they ate the unleavened bread in their worship, right? But when I think about yeast, I think about bread that rises. And I think that's such a perfect example We can change. We can be that batch of dough that can grow. And the other thing about dough and bread is that it nourishes our bodies and our souls. Jesus died so that we can have life. You know, regular bread just nourishes our bodies. But the spiritual bread nourishes our soul. And... Jesus died so we could have life. We hear that in our church often. We must allow the Lord to work in us. We must know, and any of you who have made dough, that when it rises, you punch it down or knead it, and then it rises again. And usually if dough rises twice, it comes out nice and fluffy, right? And that's how we are too. We have to be sometimes punched down or kneaded down so that we too can rise to new heights. Sometimes we're knocked down and we feel like we can't get up, and we can't on our own. Another thing I was thinking about today, I've been thinking a lot, and what hit me today was that I end up so focused on what I can't do instead of what I can do with God. If I'm doing things with the Lord and in His will, things go so much better than if I'm trying to do it on my own steam. And I have so many stories about that that I won't go into right now and probably need a whole nother podcast on on that. But so many times I get ahead of Him. So many times I don't listen. So many times I don't write in my praise and thank you journal. And when those times happen and I wonder, gosh, you know, why am I down today? Or gosh, nothing seems to be going right. Just before I recorded this episode, I couldn't find the cord that goes with my microphone. Well, I can't record without the cord. And so I finally just said to the Lord, Lord, if you don't want me to record today, I won't. This is my perfect time to do it. But if you have another time better, I'll just do it then. And miraculously, I didn't find the cord that goes with this microphone, but another cord that worked well. That's what we have to do, friends. We have to pray. We have to do things within God's timing. We have to be thankful 
that we are believers, that we believe that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ opened the gates of heaven and have given us hope for eternal life. Don't lose hope. Jesus Christ is risen, and we celebrate this each and every day. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for being my Paschal Lamb, for your sacrifice which opened for me the gates of heaven, where I hope to be joyful with you at the end of time. I ask you, Lord, to send your Holy Spirit upon all of us, all those that are listening, all of our family, all of our friends. Open our eyes so we can look upward and not dwell on the things that get us down. I thank you, Lord, for the new yeast that will allow us to grow and change and become a new creation in you. I ask a blessing on all those who are listening to this broadcast for their family and friends, that you infill them with the joy that surpasses all understanding. We praise you, Lord, and please, Lord, hear our prayers as we ask for these specific things. We thank you for all you provide for us, and I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on a afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.